0: Good morning. Um, so this morning is also actually, although next week's going to be a bit of a storytelling week, this morning is also going to be a bit of storytelling. Um, over the last couple of weeks, Neil has been journeying us through what gratitude looks like. And last week we looked at Jeremiah 29, which, said, which says, build homes and plan to stay, plant gardens and eat the foods they produce. Marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. And then on Wednesday night, for those of you who are able to join us, we talked about the idea of what it is to listen to nature. And one of the points we finished around was the idea that if we're truly open to listening to creation, we can't help but hear the groans of pain that comes from creation. Pope John Paul II said, when man turns his back on the creator's plan, he provokes a disorder which has inevitable repercussions on the rest of created order. If man is not at peace with God, then the earth itself cannot be at peace. And in hearing the pain of creation, we can't help but become aware that we are the source of its pain. In a few weeks, we're going to be focusing more of our time on looking at what that can mean for the church and what the church's responsibility is towards creation and towards nature. But this morning, I sort of want to bring together the idea of gratitude and what it is to go after the prosperity of the places that we're in and the people that we're connecting with. Specifically, when it comes to looking at the needs of those who are more needy in our world. And we also talked about a bit on Wednesday um, how often those who are most affected by the, the suffering that creation is going through are those who are most in need, who are in poverty, um, because they are most affected by the extreme weather and the corruption that is in our world. And so, as, li- as we listen to creation, as we learn to listen, um, it's an act of love as we hear those who are crying out um, in the midst of that. So for me, when I think about gratitude uh, and what what I've, I've learned about gratitude and learning more about gratitude, um, I can't help but have stories um, about our shoebox appeal come to mind. Hopefully, you all had a little leaflet um, on your on your chairs. Um, And so this morning, I'm going to tie in some stories of experiences that I've had um, from being part of our shoebox, the drop-in shoebox appeal, um, and how that has taught me what gratitude is. So gratitude is to show appreciation of kindness. It's more than just a feeling of thankfulness, but being thankful is a great place to start. Gratitude requires awareness in us of the role of other people in our lives. Gratitude is pausing to take notice and appreciate the things that we have and often the things that we take most for granted, our friends, our family, a safe place to live, food, clean water and through gratitude we can make sense of our lives and learn to credit our loved ones and credit God for what he has done in our lives. And it's really important we come to a place where we can keep gratitude at the, front, the forefront of our lives. And not just thinking about how thankful we are to have what we have, but living in a place of gratitude. Gratitude is the manifestation of love, devotion commi- and commitment to other people. It encompasses our shared experiences, shared love and reminds us of how connected we are to one another. And I think, as Neil had mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago, there actually is loads of studies out there that prove the the scientific benefit to our health and to our well-being of showing gratitude, and how it can really actually improve um, not only our mental health but even our physical health. There's studies that, that there's lots of studies out there that you can look at that talk about that. <coughs> so Caleb's going to put up a picture for me. <coughs> so this. Picture. Sorry, it's not very clear, but this picture um, was taken in a little um, hall in Latvia, a little community centre, um, and uh, so I think it was in 2019 when we were out, We, the group that I was with got the chance to go out and visit this small community group, um, where i think it was it was like a church plant but there wasn't a fully established church there but there was a small group of believers there who had this community center where they would do outreach with the children um, and the families in the village there um, and so one of the things that you learn quite quickly if you do any sort of traveling with drop-in and i'm sure other charities is that you always have to be prepared to get stuck in with something even if you're not quite expecting it um, and so sometimes when we go to places, the people that we go with and our interpreters, they'll have some sort of program to do with the kids or songs or a story. Um, but that's not always the case. And that, and the, when we went to this place, they, we showed up and they were like, you've got an hour, go for it. <laughs> and so thankfully, some of us who had been before had uh, planned, a, had a little story and some songs in our back pocket just in case that was asked of us. Um, and so we were able to, to do a story about Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas and some songs and some actions and some games. And probably if I'm being honest, because I do um, kids ministry here, I didn't have all the resources that I normally have. I didn't have all the proper time to plan that I would normally have. And so I probably dismissed it as being like it was fun. The kids obviously had fun, but I, I didn't think necessarily that it was an amazing thing. But actually... Um, at the end the pastor from the area he came over with the interpreter and he explained that these children had never experienced anything like that before they'd never had a christmas party like that thrown for them by people that they didn't know um, and for me there was something really humbling in that because although what felt like a bit thrown together a bit last minute um was actually a really special moment for these children um and so although I'd been a bit nervous and a bit worried about what, what the, the reaction would be to it, they were so thrilled to have had us there. Um, and then if you go into the next picture, Caleb. So in the back corner, um, the, that's the pastor, and then to this side, the couple in the top, if you can make them out. Um, this is their home. Uh, and so they were leaders in the in community, and they invited us to their home Uh, after we had had the time with the children. Um, And one of the, I suppose, one of the really humbling things about that, and one of the really things, I suppose, that stirred gratitude in me was that they had, if you can sort of make it out in the bottom there, they had this amazing spread of food for us. Uh, And they didn't know what we were coming to do. They just knew that we were coming and that they were going to welcome us into their home um, in in that moment or in that time. and so. Often we think that God's love and that gratitude is like a transactional thing, that we have to do something to get gratitude um, or to to be thankful. But actually, these people were willing to thank us regardless of what we did, regardless of of what we'd provided. They were just willing to thank us and welcome us and show us hospitality um, just because we showed up. Uh, And so that was a really special time for us and so I, I suppose you can make out there was like 10 of us as well, that was the other thing, there was 10 of us and they lived in this small one bedroom flat and so we were squeezed in but they were so welcoming and they were so willing to um, invite us into to their space and it felt such a lovely time and I think for many of the team as much as they enjoyed giving out the shoeboxes that definitely was a highlight just having those people show us such love and um, gratitude through welcoming, welcoming us into their home. And so true true gratitude, eh, while it is an action, it evokes feelings in us. We really have to feel it to experience it. And we see something of this in Luke chapter 17. It's the story of Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, "Rise and go. Your faith has made you well." Now, there's a lot more depth to that story than I'm going to have time to go through with you um, in the next few minutes. But it's easy to look badly on the nine that didn't come back and say thank you. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot to that, I suppose. If we think about the the context of the story, those nine were Jews and they understood that to be truly recognized as being healed, they had to go to the priest first to get that recognition and it wasn't just a quick process, that was a lengthy process that they had to go through. But the man who returned to Jesus was not, um, and it was unlikely he would have understood the true importance of what it meant to go to the priest and have that recognition. And so he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And Jesus said, rise, go, and your faith has made you well. And so the story to me, I suppose what I want to draw out of that story is that it reminds us that the importance of when we practice gratitude, it makes us more aware of what God is doing and what God has done. It brings us closer to knowing his heart for us and for those around us. Gratitude helps us to keep in sharp focus what God has done for us. And thankfulness and gratitude are powerful means of drawing nearer to God. So a big part of my time um, in coordinating the Shoebox Appeal is in the months of September and October is in contacting local schools um, and making connections with them. So we call them to let them know about the Shoebox Appeal and what they can do to be involved with it. So a couple of years ago, one of my friends was helping me make some of these phone calls because they can be quite time-consuming. Um, and one of the schools on the list that she spoke to was a small country school um, with less than 20 students. Uh, and actually they, they were really keen and really enthusiastic to get involved because they were so small people often didn't bother with them because they were such a small school um, and they didn't often get asked to take part in things like this and so they were really keen to get involved. and. Usually we make arrangements with schools to go and collect the boxes from them because it's a great chance to chat to them and to say thank you and to show our gratitude um, to the children for their hard work in putting together the boxes. Um, But usually we try and encourage them that it has to be over a certain number. But obviously this school was a small school and so we made arrangements that we could do it on a day when we were going to be in, in the area anyway. So we put the school address into our sat-nav, and we're driving, and it is taking us a little bit more out of our way than we'd anticipated, and we're still driving, and it's even further out of the way than we'd anticipated, and eventually we come onto this road that has grass growing up the middle, and I'm starting to think that maybe the sat-nav's got it wrong. (laughs) Anyway, eventually we pull up outside this really small building eh, where the school was. Eh, So it was only three rooms. Uh, I think, if I remember rightly, it was 12 pupils and three teachers. And so they brought us into the class and gave us a chance just to chat with the kids and let them ask questions, and we got to say thank you for their hard work. And then they brought us through into the other room, and there was sitting nearly 30 shoeboxes. So given that that was probably only about three or four families, they had produced these 30 shoeboxes, because I think both, because I was with Ian at the time, and I think both of us were sort of looking, thinking, oh man, that was a lot of petrol to be, <laughs> to be using to come and collect just a couple of boxes. But we were both really blown away just by that number, that thir- those 30 boxes. Um, and then the sort of almost crazy thing then that happened after that was that the, teacher ca- the head teacher came to me with this bag overflowing with toothbrushes and toothpastes. Now, what she didn't know was that one of the interns who was sorting and checking through the shoeboxes back um, at the check-in centre had called me literally minutes before we arrived at the school saying, we're running low on toothpaste and we've run out of toothbrushes. Um, Sometimes we just need to top up some of the boxes. And so this school had not only provided us with 30 shoeboxes, but they'd provided us with this massive bag of toothbrushes and toothpastes. Um, And so there their generosity couldn't help but inspire gratitude. It couldn't help but bring out that strong feeling of just being so thankful, not only to these kids and families who'd been so generous, but also to God because we could recognise his hand and what what he'd done there and how he'd used that school. Because I think one of the amazing things about being part of God's kingdom is often he uses us to answer people's prayers without even being aware of the fact that we've answered those prayers. Or that even sometimes we don't even know that someone's been praying a prayer and yet we're able to do something what might seem small to us, but it could be a massive thing for that person. Um, so stick up the next picture, Caleb. So I don't know about you, but I think when you look at that picture, you can't help but feel the emotion that that little girl's feeling at having opened her shoebox and found um, her hairbrush, and I think it had a little mirror on the back. Um and that, to me, I, like I think that sh- that picture really captures the the beauty of the shoeboxes, and I think it's like if you watch kids or people opening gifts at Christmas, just seeing the joy. I think you can really feel the joy from that picture. Um, and I think one of the things that I've learned being part of the shoebox appeal is that um, you ex- the more y- when you watch other people, um, like this little girl opening their gifts and experiencing gratitude. You can't help but experience it yourself because there's something really lovely about sharing in the joy with somebody else in that moment um and so yeah so i think even when you when you go to places like this where for many of these kids they might not receive any other gifts at christmas or very little um there's something so special about being able to share in those moments with them and for most of the team Whenever we get to go out somewhere, I think it's such, a, it's such a bizarre feeling because you feel like you've not even done that much, but you feel like you receive so much And just being able to share in these really special moments with these communities and with these families um, as they get to experience what it is to to feel loved and to feel cared for by people that they don't even know. Um, the next picture for me, Caleb. Thank you. So Sorry, this isn't such a great because it was taken as a picture from a video. Um... But this little girl, uh, or young girl, had been um, praying for a new jacket. Her her jacket, she'd outgrown um, her winter jacket, and she needed a new jacket. And so you can see that she's wearing a sort of black jacket. It's hard to make out in the picture there. But um, that jacket came inside her shoebox. So someone had managed to wind it up really tight and wrap it up and squeeze it into her shoebox. And it was actually quite a thick, um, cozy jacket. Uh, And this little girl was just totally blown away by the fact that God had heard her prayer for a new jacket and this shoe, I mean, I don't know about you, but you'd never dreamed that you could fit a jacket <laughs> inside a shoebox. Um, and what was extra special actually for us was mum was out on that trip and that, um, that box was actually packed by one of my aunts. So she was able to... S- take the video and share then the story with my aunt about how um, her managing to squeeze this, t- this jacket into the shoe box had blessed this little girl so much and had been such an answer to prayer. And so I think one of the things about gratitude is it just multiplies, doesn't it? Like when we experience gratitude, other people around us experience it as well. Um, and it, it, as Christians, it brings us into a deeper place of connection with the Father. And so while gratitude is an emotion, for it to become part of our lives, it has to become something that we choose to exercise like a muscle. Um, The married people in the room probably can speak to this more than I can, but there comes a time in relationships when we have to choose that person. We have to choose to keep loving them despite a frustration, despite um, disagreements. We have to continue to choose um, the person that we know that they are, even in the moment that we can't see that anymore. And I think gratitude is a bit like that. We have to choose to be grateful even in the times when our vision and when our lives feel like clouded with so many things that we don't feel thankful for. We have to continue to choose to be grateful for what we do have. And so we can make choices and we can um, develop habits that allow us to prioritize gratitude and which in turn will allow us to experience it more deeply. And so as we learn to live with gratitude and develop habits of gratitude, I know some people would use gratitude journals where they write down something every day that they're thankful for and just make that habit of every day thinking of one thing that they can be thankful for. Um, A psychologist called Melody Beattie said, "'Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. "'It makes sense of our past, brings peace to our today, "'and creates a vision for tomorrow.'" 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And like I said, one of the most challenging things about gratitude is I think all of us can find plenty of reasons not to be grateful. We can have a hundred good things happen to us in a day, and one bad thing, and that's the one bad thing that we fixate on I think Neil used the analogy of um, our minds are like Velcro when it comes to negative information, but more like Teflon when we encounter positive information. So sometimes it can be easy to let those those positive things, those good things, to slip, slip off us and we forget about them a lot quicker than we do about the negative things. And it can, it can become overwhelming when we look at the world, when we see the news and we hear stories about what's going on. It can be overwhelming to think of all that negativity, But in learning to give thanks in all circumstances, it's not about ignoring the bad things. It's not about ignoring the pain or the suffering or the injustice. But it allows us to acknowledge where we are and what's going on. And it gives us space to see God in our lives in the midst of what's going on around us. Um, If you're interested in more about gratitude, I would highly recommend this book, Grateful. Um, and it's not a spoiler, but I'm just going to read the last page, <laughs> which is probably not what you should do whenever you're reading a book, but I'm just going to read a little thing from the last page because I think um, she says it a lot better than I could. So. Gratefulness grounds our lives in the worlds with others always locating the gifts and grace that accompany our way. Gratitude is an emotion. Gratitude is an ethical way of life. It's a disposition, an awareness, a set of habits. But ultimately, gratitude is a place, perhaps the place where we find our truest and best selves. To know the mystery of life is to be grateful in all things, in all things with all things and through all things and so i'm going to pray for us um and if you are interested in finding out more about the shoebox appeal i know most of you here have taken part before but if you have any questions please let me know or send a message in online if you're watching online so father we come before you this morning and we want to express our thanks we want to thank you for all the moments of unseen things that you do for us. We want to thank you for the people that you have placed in our lives. We want to thank you for the opportunities that we have, for our homes, that we can provide for food and shelter. And God, in the places that maybe we feel Like we can't find anything to be thankful for. Father, I just thank you that you are who you say you are, that you are our loving Father, full of loving kindness towards us. And so this morning, God, I pray that each of us, Holy Spirit, would you just fill us afresh with that sense of your love, of your power. And help us to be people who overflow with gratitude. Who feel gratitude. Who act gratitude. And who walk in the way of gratitude. And so yeah, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for our time together this morning. We thank you for those who couldn't be with us this morning. And yeah, God, we lift all that's been said and all that's been done before you. In Jesus' name, amen.